Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's Wednesday, January 15th, 2020, and uh, Allie and I are back on the air to continue our winter series. Now we're kind of onto the crop nutrition segment. Allie, last week, we spent a little bit of time on nitrogen and kind of some strategies to, to manage that moving into 2020. And uh, certainly when we, we talk about nitrogen, I think moving on to sulfur is just uh, the natural flow as we, we kind of get to nitrogen, on to sulfur, and then maybe next week we'll get into some phosphorus potassium management. But let's start with sulfur, Allie. What are just a, maybe a few things overview here before we jump into some of the, the details? Yeah, I agree on sulfur kind of being our next key topic here, especially when you look at the fact sulfur is so important. If you're a person that we recognize that we need nitrogen as a really key component of our corn production acres, and sulfur is just important, Um, especially when we look at sulfur is something that needs to be applied annually in corn, very um, open to leaching and wet conditions contribute into that as well. And then we look at, you know, does have opportunities for some of that subsurface volatilization. I think another key factor of sulfur when you're looking at making these applications is um, do you have a low organic matter type soil? Is it a little bit higher? We're going to see a lot more deficiencies in those low organic matter type soils, sandy, um, likely to erode or runoff type soils. Um, I think another key factor here when we look at Um, soil organic matter and how this can contribute when we're making these sulfur applications when we look at maybe a warm moist type um, soil four to five pounds of sulfur per percent of organic matter is going to come about um, in those fields if you look at maybe a cooler drier type field um, one to two pounds of sulfur per percent organic matter is what you tend to yeah and and that's a a really great point Allie, and something that um you know, we talk about quite a bit of, of how much are we getting from soil organic matter. And, and when you talk about that, you know, a lot of that hinges on weather. You know, a, a warm, wet year, we can be getting a pretty good chunk of it. But you get a year that's a little bit cooler, a little drier, and that can throw you a curveball. Well, maybe we're going to need to supplement more sulfur. But certainly, uh, that is something we want to take a look at. And Allie, the other thing is, um, you know, if we rewind here, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, we didn't talk about sulfur. We probably considered that a a micronutrient where we fast forward to, you know, to 2020 today, we kind of almost consider that a, a macro or kind of the, the new technical term is a secondary macronutrient just because of the volume itself uh, of sulfur it's taking to raise uh, a, a large corn crop. So Allie, um, you know, product wise, um, you know, I think it's important that we go through this a little bit of kind of some of the key products that uh, we utilize in sulfur and maybe talk a little bit uh, about the pros and cons. Uh, you know, as we look across southeast Minnesota, um, a lot of dry sulfur is applied uh, in the form of ammonium sulfate. Uh, that's 210024S. Uh, we do get a pretty good uh, amount of nitrogen that jumps along with those applications. And in most cases, when you really do run the cost analysis, if you put, you know, maybe a, you know, a 35 or 38 cent nitrogen cost in that, in most cases, ammonium sulfate is our cheapest form of sulfur. Uh, that we can utilize here in southeast Minnesota. I'm a big ammonium sulfate fan. Um, you know, the main reason uh, is just some of the benefits there is it's it's readily available. It's all in the sulfate form. Uh, you know, once you get some moisture, the soils warm up. It's extremely predictable of when it's going to release. And uh, in most cases, we see really good responses to ammonium sulfate across southeast Minnesota. 
Well, I really like what you hit on there, Josh, and I just want to reiterate, sometimes we frame up in our minds that AMS is maybe the most expensive form, expensive form, but we're forgetting to factor in the value that you get from nitrogen and AMS. So maybe moving on, that'd be a dry um, application option. How about something liquid, putting it on with a planter sulfur-wise? Yeah, and we do see a lot of uh, ammonium thiol sulfate. That's our main form of liquid sulfur across the area. That analysis is 120026S. Uh, so still some nitrogen coming along for the ride, not quite as much as ammonium sulfate. In most cases, current market, that's going to run probably anywhere from 3 to $0.05 cents more per pound. All depends on you know costs and can you take direct shipment loads, other things that are going to um, kind of factor into that. But it does seem like ammonium thiol sulfate, the liquid, and dry ammonium sulfate, that cost per pound is narrowed a little bit. Uh, over the years, um, which is good to see where it gives us a little bit more flexibility, especially with starter through the planters. Uh, ammonium thiol sulfate, a lot of it is ran through the planter. We cannot put that in furrow. Uh, always keep that in mind. Got to keep that off to the side. A lot of it is kind of dribbled out the back two by zero today is where a lot of that placement is. Um, benefits of that, in this case, is a little different than ammonium sulfate. Half of that is in the sulfate form. Half is in the elemental form, which is going to be a little bit of a longer, slower release. And we'll talk about elemental sulfur here um, next, Allie, which I can probably just jump onto that here quick. Um, elemental sulfur, uh, our major other dry form of sulfur uh, that we use, and most of these are 85 to 90% products. Uh, percent products. A lot of times this is running 40 to 50 cents a pound, depending on that a little bit. I think that price has gotten a little bit uh, more manageable over time. And the big thing with the Elemental is it is very slow release. In some cases, can be a little unpredictable, going to be very temperature and moisture sensitive. Uh, in this case, it's going to take maybe up to 12 months to break down. So it's something you got to keep in mind. We'll talk about that that strategy of utilizing Elemental Sulfur. It's got a place, but you got to understand how to manage that. When we come out of the break alley, we'll get into a little bit more detail. 